Welcome to the Biz and Life Done Well podcast, where we explore what it means and what it takes to do business and life well. I'm your host, Peter Wilson. If you're like me, you're intrigued by stories of common people who have achieved uncommon success in business and life. Join me as I interview fascinating people about how they got started, their successes and failures, their habits and routines, and what inspires them. Today, I'm joined by our SEO expert, who also is with us from Cape Town, South Africa, Paul Lee. Paul, you want to say hi? Hi, Peter. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Glad I can make it. We are going to be talking about local SEO. Paul is our expert. And uh, so, Paul, I mean, the obvious question is, what is local SEO? You know that our lives are kind of, you know, dominated by search engines now. There's just so much information. So local SEO is just uh, several factors that help you to address your local audience by better rankings in those search engines. You know, we, we, somebody's searching for a plumber, somebody's searching for a roofer or a dentist or a chiropractor, they're going to go onto their phones, they're going to go onto their devices, their laptops and search for it. And it's been this way for years. And uh, Google and other search engines try to get better and better and better at understanding those, those, those questions that we ask them and delivering up the right results. And then we're trying to always get better about how we give them information so that the, our results, the ones that we want the most, our companies, will of course rise to the top because we know that those top rankings are where the clicks happen. And so we are trying to find those factors that help us reach the people that are actually still, they're looking for us. We're not trying to mm-hmm. trick anybody. We're not trying to to jump in front of them, but we're just trying to say, hey, here we are, and here's what matters. So that's what but, all local SEO is. But, so bottom line is, when we talk about search engines, we're really talking about Google. Yes. I mean, yeah, Google for the is most part. The, the gorilla on the block. Um, yes. Uh, in, in other countries, uh, sometimes it's other, other search engines, um, but even there, Google is still by far the biggest. Um, so it's... it's uh, you know, Bing and a few others, but it's mainly Google. So we want to understand what they're looking for. Um, If we understand and think about it from what their perspective is, then that's going to help us create the websites and create the strategies that are going to get ranked. Um, The good thing is that uh, the things that get us ranked are generally just good business practices. So so let me stop you right there. When you say get ranked, hmm. we mean get closer top to the of the search results, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, you know, um, the, the number of people that will search through page two, page three, page four of search results, very small number. Um, okay. Most are looking for that first top 10, especially the top five or the top three. Um, and of course, that's also, it's, it's, there's Google Desktop, and there's also Google Mobile, which is a different, actually a different search engine entirely. And then yeah. there's also Google Maps. And so we can actually get the way we rank in any of those three fluctuates. But as always, the closer to the top, the better you get. Got it. Okay. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. So Google is looking okay. for what? So Google is mainly looking, focusing on three things. The, so the job of a search engine is actually kind of complicated. It sounds simple. Um, I type things in and it finds it for me but it's actually uh, involves a little bit of mind reading. Let me just give you an example. Um, when somebody is t- 
typing in the word pizza, they could be looking up the history of pizza, they could be looking for a recipe for pizza, or they could be looking for the best pepperoni pizza in the downtown area. Mm -hmm. But Google doesn't know what they're looking for because it just says pizza. Um, it makes guesses, it tries to read minds, it tries to learn over, and it's, that's, you know, it's getting much better at learning mm -hmm. uh, what we might be looking for. But um, if we give it other clues like pizza near me or pizza downtown or pizza recipe, then it knows what to work with. And then, so then it starts to, it starts to um, go through its factors and, and, uh, to, and to, to get the results that it needs. Or, so or the first one that we're going to look at is relevance and also prominence and then proximity. These are the three things that it's going to um, focus on examining your website, how it matches up with the query in terms of those three things, relevance, Got it. prominence, and proximity. Okay, so let's peel this onion a little bit here. Yeah. First one would be relevance. How do you show that you matter? That's, that's a big question. So another way of saying, uh, Google is asking, does this business or have the attributes of the search you're looking for? Does it matter to the search? Um, now, that's, that's a difficult question sometimes because uh, if you actually look at somebody's website, it doesn't, have, uh, it doesn't have a lot of relevance to what people are actually going to be searching for. So um, when we're looking at, you know, somebody, somebody has written up their, their website and they're focusing on kind of their own internals rather than what the people are looking for. So mm. they have to, we have to, we, we, we have to kind of take off our, our, our uh, mask, our blinders or whatever we have that, that make us look at our businesses through our own business eyes. You know, the way salespeople talk to other salespeople or something. Um, uh, it's, it, a lot of times we can't find the relevance in the website. Instead, we have to think about it from the customer, from the consumer, from the user's perspective. What kind of questions are they looking for? What kind of answers are they looking for? People aren't just generally just, I would guess it's called browsing the web, like just sort of passively um, uh, consuming it. They're getting answers out of it. And so the question is, what are they looking for? And uh, is your site going to be the answer to those questions? Right. Okay. So that's that's a that's a different way of thinking about it. So, so relevance. So so relevance is uh, number one, um, and then you've got um, some relevance homework here. Yes. So we we promise to provide folks with some things they could do for themselves um, to get started on. SEO. So you want to share with us uh, what the what our first bit of homework is? <laughs> sure. And these are easy things. I mean, are there, some of these are just more in the realm of thought or in the realm of um, uh, research or uh, uh, brainstorming rather than, um, uh, you know, getting your hands dirty with like code or getting into your website. So this sure. is something you can do even if you're not an HTML programmer or, you know, um, one of the, the first thing I would say is to put yourself in your customer's shoes. What kind of questions do they ask? And, and then ask yourself, is my site, my website organized around those key questions? Now, one of the ways to do this is to actually ask your customers. Talk to them and say, say what searches did you do on the internet before you found us? What kinds of things were right. you looking for? Right. You know, and, 
yeah, one, yeah. one thing, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Paul, but one of the things that I've been seeing lately is searches for people that are saying um, this type of uh, business that is open now, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. if your site doesn't say we are open, mm -hmm. um, then you're going to be missing out on those potential opportunities, for example. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, if you, you have to think about it. What, is, what are they looking for? And, and one of the first things they're gonna look for on a website nowadays is we are open or what are the parameters under which you're open? Right. Are we available for into, in, you know, uh, online uh, consultations or are you available actually where you can come right. in the office? Those sorts of things. Um, so putting that out there up front is incredibly important. Um, are, are you answering the key questions that people are asking? Right. And basically what Google wants, Google wants your business and your website to be helpful. That's how it ranks relevance really. And so asking yourself is, is what I have on my page helpful? Um, is it, is it up to date? Uh, mm -hmm. Are the most important phrases in things like the headlines and the page titles, those Google puts more weight on headlines than it does on the, the body of the text. Hmm. Um, also, you know, sometimes, sometimes content is just thin. Uh, we, 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 you know, tell a little bit about what we do and a little bit about each thing that we offer, but it doesn't really get into much detail. Uh, and maybe you could add more content that would be more helpful and full, more fully explain what you do. A lot of people are doing blogs, uh, you know, monthly or bi-monthly or even more regular articles about the things that are important to them and the things that are important to their, their, uh, their customers. Uh, and uh, those, that kind of content um, provides more relevance. It provides more for Google to chew on, to know that you really are about what you mm. say you are mm. about. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next um, feature that Google's looking for. Mm -hmm. And that's prominence prominence, how do you show that you're better than the, than the competitors? You know, like what Google's asking basically when they're trying to get their query results is they're saying which businesses are the most popular and the most well-regarded in their local market area. You've got all these competitors out there and it got a lot of results. Now it has to choose between, you know, which one's the better one, which one is more um, trustworthy, which one is more credible which one is, is, is a better result. Now, so how do we, how do we, uh, how do they differentiate? They, they've done a lot of different things. This is actually where it's sort of the trickiest stuff for Google. Um, they, they, they do it some off the quality of your copy of the text that's on your website. They do off some of that. They do off uh, something you can't really control, which is the age of your site. Um, so you mean how they, old your uh, domain is or. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they look at a site that was registered um, 20 years ago as being more trustworthy than a site that was registered 20 minutes ago. Right. right. Now that doesn't mean you can't catch up, but it just means that, um, that they, they, they weight them a little, little bit heavier at the beginning. Right. Well, um, one thing that I know they do is yeah. like the speed of the site and is it mobile friendly? I know there was a huge yes. a while back for that. And if your site was not mobile friendly or slow, um, you're going to go, your prominence is going to drop in Google's eyes. Yes, and that, that some of those technical things like the, the mobile friendliness, and then the other one is the uh, is your site secure? Is it running on HTTPS? 
colon slash slash right uh, rather than HTTP. Um, and we can get into the details of that. And if somebody wants to ask a question about that and we want to deal, dig a little deeper, I'll, I'm happy to do it. But right. basically, Google wants your site to be secure and to run fast. And HTTPS actually runs faster than regular HTTP. So they're actually, I believe in the coming months, they'll start uh, not serving images that are from regular HTTP. It'll actually like put an X where the image is and won't serve it. So uh, that's something that, 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 that is another thing that they're looking for, a differentiator between you and your competitors. Um, the uh, search engine optimization used to be like really driven around links. Um, Google kind of theorized that one of the ways to say which websites were more authoritative was to say, well, well, if a whole bunch of people link to that site, then it must be valuable and it must be authoritative. The problem with that was that it was too easy to game. It was too easy to trick Google. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of unscrupulous um, SEO happened where uh, people created sort of link farms where they created kind of fake websites that all linked to each other. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Google has now cracked down on that and those sorts of things don't get you ranked. In fact, they get you punished. Got it. Got it. So um, links matter still, but not as much as they used to. Google has learned other, other ways to do it. Um, and the new ways, the newest way that they're doing this is interestingly is with foot traffic, by the way. So if you've ever looked up a, a business and you, they say it's usually popular around this time or you know, 3 p.m., whatever, they're yeah. doing that because they're tracking the locations of Android phones. So okay. uh, they're actually able to say that a business is uh, more, more well-traveled, you know, when there's more people there. Um, so you know, that, again, how do we, how do we optimize that? Um, maybe... Uh, encourage your, your customers as they come through the door to check in with their Android, especially with their Android phones, um, uh, to check into Facebook or Instagram or things like that. Um, uh, find ways to, to maybe uh, to do that. That's, a, that's, that's an interesting okay. new thing that's coming along. Yeah. Um, but, but the one that they're really using the most right now is reviews. And that's, that's where they're saying, okay, people trust what other people say, so we want to use reviews um, and online reviews and Google and other platforms, but especially Google's online reviews um, right. to differentiate the, between good, better, best. Um, and so reviews are incredibly important now. Yep. So uh, let's uh, get through this one. Now, remember, uh, we do have uh, the Q&A is open. We do have a special offer, so you'll want to hang in there till the end of this uh, webinar because we do have um, a special uh, offer for you for a free citation audit, but we'll show you how to get that uh, towards the end of our comments. But um, go ahead and uh, type in your messages, uh, preferably in the Q&A, or you can use the web chat as well. Didn't mean to interrupt you, Paul. Go ahead. Sorry. No problem. Um, so the homework simply for prominence would be to pay attention to your online reviews. Um, yeah. If you have negative reviews, consider responding to them. Uh, Google actually appreciates that. Um, and they know that they reward people to, that businesses that either try to fix it or at least acknowledge that somebody had a bad experience with them. If you have positive reviews, thank them. Um, and then I know this will kind of tie into something. I think that Peter, you have scheduled for another, um, uh, another, session webinar. further down yeah. the road 
um, that's talking about reviews um, and um, reputation management. Um, that's where that, that will feed into SEO and will improve your SEO if you do uh, review management and strategies right. to do that. Um, okay. So um, I, I, yeah, I can't get into that too much, but I, cause I want you guys to, to tune into the webinar. Yeah, we weeks. are, we are getting some questions about that right now and we will cover that in the future. So the last, um, item that you had on the list is proximity. Yeah. How do you, how do you show your local? Um, you know, Google needs to know where you are. And that seems like a simple question. Does Google know where you are? And of course you'll say, yeah, they know, but are you sure? Um, partially because um, generally people are, are not very consistent about communicating that. So they might put it on a page or two on their website and think that's enough, but it's not really. Um, Google would love to see your address and your local phone number, not a, preferably not an 800 number, um, but a local area code and local phone number uh, on uh, every page. Um, they would love to see more maps on their, uh, you know, they want you to use especially Google Maps um, to make sure that they know, and they want everything to be very consistent. So uh, that your phone number that you use on the website is the same as the phone number you use in your Google My Business listing, and it's the same as the phone number you use in other places, so that everything, the consistency is what Google wants to see. Um, and that's, and how can you, and so for the homework for this, basically is to to make sure that your name address and phone number your, what we call the nap is consistently presented across the web not just on your website but on every citation and every place that your that your business is listed is there any inconsistency and there almost always is you change the phone number you you write it in a different style. You have a different suite number than you used to have. Something has changed. Uh, some businesses can't seem to uh, get the uh, the the right um, name. <laughs> the name could be written one way, written in a different we, way. And it's, yeah. it's the name of your business. <laughs> we see that a lot with um, medical practices, dental practices, mm -hmm. um, where there may be a location with multiple doctors so they each have their own listing. And then there's also a listing for the practice itself. So it gets pretty confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that regard. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a lot of questions here as well. Um, so we will, uh, we will get to these questions. Um, most of them, <laughs> a lot of questions about reviews, for example. Mm. Um, so, um, and, uh, some others. So anyway, okay. so are we, uh, so should we move on from this proximity homework piece or are we, do you have um, a more you want to talk about? Just one last thing, just one last thing on the Google, my business, um, Google, my business, especially for local SEO, um, is incredibly important. So make sure that you have claimed your Google, my business listing. Yeah. Um, that you're, it's complete, it's accurate, it really describes what you do, you keep it up to date. Yeah. Um, and that is, that is also local signals, you know, proximity signals to Google and relevance and prominence all in one in the Google My Business thing. They are pushing uh, that, that platform and, uh, you know, if there's anything Google loves, is it's it's google google is a bit narcissistic in that sense they yeah. want you to use their tools they want you to use them to the full and um so google my business is out there 
it allows you to post information, offers. It allows you to post information about your services that you provide, all that stuff. Keep it up to date. Keep it accurate. Yep. Yep. Got it. Okay. So, um, so some final wrap up points before we hit our uh, Q and A here, Paul. Sure. Just to, strategy wise, um, some people have tried to trick Google. Don't don't do that. Don't don't even don't even go there. Um, they they'll figure it out. <laughs> they always have. Um, back in the old days, people would put text that was in white on white background that had a whole bunch of keywords in it, um, thinking they were tricking Google, and it worked for a little while. Um, eventually. Google figures that sort of stuff out. The, the cool thing is you don't have to trick Google. You just have to, to do good business things and that'll help you rank higher in, this, in, the, in the search engines. So communicate clearly, be relevant to your customers, all that stuff, that's just Google, that's good business. Uh, answer reviews, it's just good business. Talk to your, you know, have good customer service, good business. Um, next thing I would say is just put yourself in the shoes of the searcher. Try to think from their perspective you know, you're, you're so familiar with your business now, it can be very difficult to think of it outside of your own reference points. But to, to put yourself in the position of your customer, what are they looking for and how can you answer what they're, they're looking for? And the third thing I'd say is be consistent. And I put it in three times because it's important. The hardest part about SEO is not figuring out how it works or, you know, this is not some sort of arcane art. Um, the hardest part is consistency. It's that you do it day in, day out for a long period of time to be rewarded. Mm. And um, that's where a lot of times people turn to, they say, I can do it myself. Um, but then they actually ends up becoming like a source of guilt for them rather than a, a, something that they actually do. They just think, oh, I got to get around to that. I, I can do that myself, but I just can't do it. So that's where maybe somebody can help you with it. There are, there are people like Biz Marketing, there are other places as well. Um, that will help you be consistent. And so just to sum up, if your strategy increases your relevance and your prominence while communicating proximity, you're on the right track. That's going right. to work. That's going to be rewarded. Right. Right. So let's go, uh, let's get on to the, um, I'm going to skip this slide and get to the next slide and then we're going to take Q and a, but I wanted everybody to see this. So we're offering a free citation audit, which is a uh, web citations, which is essentially, how your um, business is listed online um, on other sites. Mm -hmm. And so if you go to this uh, page that we have listed here, bizmarketing.com slash citations, between now and June 2nd, there's a form on that page. If you fill out that form and make, make sure you mention in the form uh, free website, free web uh, citation audit, um, we will contact you and um, do an audit for you. So you will see how you're ranking um, across the various um, um, sites out there. Paul, do you yeah. have anything else you want to add about this particular audit? This is kind of one of the steps in your bigger yeah, SEO audit process, very, right? This is one of the very first steps we'll do is just to kind of get a, uh, a, a lay of the land see, you know, looking through all the major citations, all the way major web directories, and also into ones that are specific for your particular type of business. So if it's a health business or something like, you know, there'll be, there's specific web directories for those. Um, we'd look into those citations, make sure and put it all into a big Excel spreadsheet. So you'll see 
what your phone number is on every site that you're listed on. Mm-hmm. And that'll highlight ones that maybe needed to be fixed. Um, in fact, almost always we have um, a, a tremendous amount of uh, things that need to be fixed. And that gives you a starting point. You know exactly where to go um, and, and how, to, how to get those fixed yeah. and changed. Great. So um, let's go ahead and shoot through some of the questions here. We've got a lot of questions. Uh, you know, we've still got uh, time to answer a bunch. First question we had was from Lori, who said, what to install reviews, Yelp, Google, some other app. Um, we are going to cover reviews in an upcoming webinar, specifically, like Paul mentioned. Um, there is not necessarily a, a particular app that you should be installing um, there are some platforms that you can utilize that will help you get more reviews. Um, speaking of Yelp, though, technically, you're not even allowed, according to the terms of service from Yelp, to ask a customer for a review. So, um, so Yelp is very tricky. Google is a little more lenient in that regard, and Facebook is extremely uh, lenient. So we highly recommend Google, Facebook um, as the top review sources. Yelp depends on the type of business you have for Yelp. Um, certainly if you're a restaurant, yeah, but there's other businesses, Yelp is kind of hit or miss. Um, Kim had a question about any tricks for getting more reviews. Again, we'll be covering that particular issue on an upcoming webinar about specifically about reviews. Um, Suffice it to say, the first way to get more reviews is ask your, quest, ask your customers how you did. Um, I contend that a lot of customers don't even get their fair share of reviews simply because they don't ask. So, Paul, yeah. you want to add anything to that? No, actually, absolutely. Um, I've seen that uh, time and time again where people don't ask. Um, and I've seen the improvement that comes when somebody adopts a strategy which is proactive and actually asks people um, and, and says things. You can do things like, um, you know, if you've had a great experience, we'd love to have you review us. If you've had a bad experience, call our customer service and give us a chance to make it right before you repost a review, which is, is, you know, it's just it's trying to clean up the reviews. It's trying to make, we can't stop people from giving you a one-star review, but um, you can, you know, give them every opportunity to let's talk about things first before you just fire off and, uh, and, and, and uh, flame us online. So um, that's, a, you can even, I've seen people also do things that where the reviews can actually also help your SEO um, because you, you suggest to your, especially on Facebook, I think you can do this more, where you say, um, hey, we can't tell you what to say, but, but um, if you've received great service in this area, particularly one of your service areas, and, and you use a keyword, um, you know, mention that in the, in the, on the review. Or if you're from, you know, mention what city you're from. Right. Because you want them to know that it's in, this is a great service yeah. in Edmonds or Shoreline yeah, we, or whatever. Yeah, we, we've seen that with uh, roofing companies, for example, where they'll get a review, it'll say, hey, we got to, um, you know, uh, live in Edmonds, roofing company came and did a great job for us. Uh, Edmonds loves these guys, you know, without yeah. sort of packing it. Um, we did have uh, a cu- couple of quick questions I can answer here regarding responding to review, good or bad. This is from Patrick. Does it only apply to Google reviews or Yelp too? I recommend 
um, replying to reviews, we recommend um, on Google, Yelp, and uh, Facebook to the extent that you have the opportunity to reply to a good or bad review, you should. Now, we're going to go into this again in the re review webinar, but um, one of the things I highly recommend is if you are going to respond to a bad review, um, take a deep breath, wait at least a couple hours and um, speak to somebody else in your organization or your spouse if you have to. Get just, um, if, if somebody leaves you a, a negative review, especially if it's not, um, if it wasn't, um, you know, you, you don't feel like it was fair, a um, couple things you need to do. One is you need to get to the bottom of, you know, what, where they're coming from. You kind of have, like Paul was talking about, you know, stand in their shoes a little bit. You have to show some empathy uh, and you actually have to do that. Uh, I mean, you have to try to get to the bottom of what exactly happened and understand that. Um, and don't write a reply right away because, you know, one of those things is everything that you put online, it just creates a life of its own. And, and as a business owner, if you respond to a negative review in a negative way, it's probably gonna sh you know, shine a negative light on you as a business. Um, the good news is, is that if people are reading negative reviews and you have like you know, 40 positive reviews and three bad ones, most people have a pretty good, what I call a BS detector they're going to see those three bad ones and they might even read them and read into them. Um, and in a lot of cases, if you get negative reviews, sometimes people go on and on and on and on and on. And um, it's not necessarily what a reasonable person would do uh, in terms of that. So people have a good BS detector. They might say, wow, this person, you know, sounds like they had an issue, but I'm not that kind of a person. So it, it can def definitely work negatively if you respond to a negative review um, in a massively negative way. But we'll cover that more um, on our webinar about reviews. Um, we have a question from uh, Anna. What's the best way to show local when you are a service company that has no public office? So specifically what Anna is referring to is a service area business. Paul, do you have any? Um, yeah. Yeah, ideas on that one. yeah, and 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 uh, I'm very familiar with, with that sort of uh, situation. Um, in Google My Business, you can list um, a, a service area rather than a physical address, um, and so uh, you can you can uh, Google is pretty good about understanding uh, the areas that you're able to go to. There's tons of businesses that are like this. Unfortunately, they do kind of lean towards the businesses that have physical locations that, yeah. but, but um, it's not, you know, to the exclusion of the guys that are working service areas. So um, that can be communicated, um, you know, talk about the county that you're in, talking about the, the, you know, the, the metro area, those sorts of things in your content. Um, if you, as long as you again have that local phone number, that's super helpful. Um, you're going to maybe have to do a little bit more work uh, because you don't have a physical address. Um, but Google does understand um, businesses that are that are sort of roaming uh, right. come to you. you know. what, what, one of the things that I've seen that has worked in the past, I don't know if it's still working. Um, I rely on you as the expert. Um, when 
businesses create service area pages or will they say, you know, they, what do they call those uh, local, you know, cities we service pages where they have yeah. a page dedicated to content about each specific market that they serve. Again, yeah. I don't know if, you know, Google still um, no, it, sees those as helpful or not. I think it depends on the quality of the content. Yes, I think that's a, just what I was about to say. I think it depends on the copy. I think it depends on um, how personalized it is. Uh, if it's just a kind of a copy and paste of something, another page on your website, you just changed out the name of the suburb, it ain't going to work. Um, <laughs> but Search and uh, replace. Yeah, search and replace. Um, Seattle with Portland. There are other things that you can do in, when you're doing content like this, uh, you know, in, in a blog or something like that is maybe to think about also um, that shows loca locality and shows where you're from it, coming from. Sometimes maybe, maybe you're, you're doing a, 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 I don't know, a blog about plumbing, um, but not everything has to be about plumbing. Some of it can be about your local city. Um, we have this sure. event that's coming up. We love this. We, we love 4th of July at this particular place. Mentioning yeah. local cities, local street names, uh, local events, linking to other sites that are local, um, and, and trying to encourage them to get to link to you, for instance, your local chamber of commerce or other kinds of situations, local churches. Yeah. Um, you know, when you sponsor uh, a little league team and the little league team has a website and they link back to your business and it's all local. That's a very local, that's all good stuff. Yeah. Whether you have a physical location or it's just a service area, either what doesn't really matter. You're, you're, you're telling Google and Google is learning that you are local to the right. area. Right. Right. Um, there's another question from Kim with content. Is it words or phrases that are more important? I, and I, I would say I would maybe add a words, phrases, or paragraphs that are more important. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we talk about keywords often, um, uh, that kind of is a misconception because we think of them as words. Generally they're phrases. Um, uh, you know, they're, I don't, I'm not just looking for, you know, uh, chiropractor, I'm usually looking for a chiropractor in Cape Town, or I'm looking yeah. for something a little bit longer than that. In fact, I saw recently a, um, a statistic that 50% of search searches are four words or more. So, um, and that's only going to get more with more and more voice searching. How As many people, words did you say? Four words or more. Four words or more. So that's, wow. Yeah. So that's like what? Best, best pizza in Edmonds or? Yes. Yeah. Chiropractors yeah. who are yeah. open that accept my insurance. <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, so they're, they're, they're looking for larger phrases. I think obviously, you know, if you're a chiropractor, you're going to put chiropractor all over your website. It's going to be there, Sure. but you're going to also want to, you know, if you're, you're saying you have a real value on um, the massage therapy and chiropractic or something like that, you, then you want to make sure that, 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 uh, you know, massage therapy appointments uh, are available, you know, so, and make, make sure that the whole phrase is in the website because that's what some people are searching for. Right. What I see, this again gets back to being in the, in the mind of the searcher, and this is where research can help you and SEO experts can help you, is finding out what do people actually search for because sometimes what you think they search for is not what they search for. Um, and you could be optimizing your page for a, um, a very jargony kind of a thing or something that the way you think of it, but that's, that's not the terminology they use. So I've seen this with um, car dealerships um, where they will say, you know, uh, used car sales 
Austin. And they think that's what they're going to, but, but actually people say dealerships. So mm. used car dealership, they want to know that. And, um, and maybe that's like to the business is like, well, we don't say that really anymore. We, we want to go away from that. It doesn't matter if people say it, that's what they're, that's how they're searching for it. So right. <laughs> you want right. to, you want to go right. with, with how they're searching. Well, and one of the things that, that we've done in a few occasions that we've actually used paid search campaigns on Google to discover the search phrases that people are searching for, because these days you don't get to see the search terms. Like if you use something called Google analytics on your website, a long time ago, Google blocked um, the keywords for the most part that people are searching for. Um, you can certainly use something called Google search console to figure some of that out. But one of the shortcuts uh, to quickly figure this out is running um, a Google search campaign, a paid search campaign where you're actually paying for clicks, you're, you're programming in keywords, and then you can actually go into the search term report and see which search terms people use that triggered uh, your ads to show. And that seems to be uh, pretty effective. It, you know, it's going to cost some money, but um, you are going to get those clicks anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, 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 you're making an investment there for the information and the clicks you're getting, you're getting a little bonus uh, there as well. So yep. um, super helpful. Cool. So um, was there any last items you want to add Paul uh, before we, uh, before we sign off? No, I just think um, just to say that the, it, that this is doable. Uh, if you do need help, if you ever you know run into difficulties or whatever, you know that's what that's what bizmarketing is dot uh, com is there for. Um, there are people that can help. There are people that there's you're not alone. Um, this is doable. So uh, mm -hmm. if you if you ever have anything that you need, we're happy to consult. So that 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 does bring up one final point which is that the process that you typically use first and foremost is not just saying hey you need all these services right mm -hmm. um yeah. because uh frankly we've avoided seo for a long time in our agency just because there were so many folks that were just selling services that were shady yeah. um yeah and so step one is to get an audit done, not just a citation audit. And again, we're offering this free citation audit, but it's to get a full SEO audit would be the first um, step. And yeah. then, um, you know, any SEO expert is going to then, that's the process they're going to do. They're not just going to say, oh, you need this package. It's a thousand dollars a month or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to do an audit and then they're going to say, okay, based on what I discovered, we discovered here are the areas where I think we can help you the most. And here are some options that you yeah. have. So, yeah. And uh, I think it's important. I think it's important when you give the results of an audit uh, to not assume, you know, I never assume that I will be the one that we will be the one fixing and do, doing, doing any of the work. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I want, I want to hand it off and say, here's the information you have. You, you, you need to know that you have these errors on your website or you have these issues that are, that are yeah. coming up. These are the things that are holding you back. You know, hand that to a developer or another SEO expert. They will know what to do to fix it. Or you can try to do it yourself. That's fine. Or, um, you know, if you've got questions about how, how would you fix this? Right. How would you address it? Then I'm happy to answer those. But I want, I want them to have the value of, of 
a, an actual standalone thing of this audit that lets right. them have a clear picture of exactly where we're standing right now. Great. Well, thank you, Paul. Yeah, um, thank you, Peter. Thanks for listening to this episode of Biz and Life Done Well with Peter Wilson. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and most of the other popular podcast platforms. Please tell your friends about us and leave us a review so even more people will find out about us. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.